Hello and welcome to Bereaved Motherhood and All It Entails. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about guilt and grief and how to handle that as a bereaved parent. So whenever somebody loses someone close to them, a very common feeling is guilt. It's even listed as one of the stages of grief. But I think what sometimes those of us who um, haven't experienced loss don't realize is that guilt isn't necessarily just a phase that we move through. It can be something that continually comes up. And even once we feel like we're past that, it can still at times rage its head and we can begin to feel really guilty. I do think that we struggle with guilt closer to the event of our child's passing or to the event of the death um, compared to further out from it, but at any time it can still resurface. And we know from studies that parents are the most likely to experience guilt. And I think we've talked about before how as a parent, it's your job to care for your child. It's your job to protect your child. And so when your child passes, it feels like the ultimate failure as a parent even though we do everything in our ability and none of us have control over life or death. There are just certain things that are outside of our control and outside of our realm. And the circumstances that we find ourselves in is, is one of those. And so although we don't have anything to be guilty about, that guilt can always really bring us down and can cause, you know, huge issues in our life as we move forward, you know, so I think it's important to talk about and to give it the time that it needs. So today we're going to be focusing more on guilt, um, you know, in the time after the loss of our child. So, um, some time has gone by and, you know, maybe you begin to feel like you're picking up the pieces to your life. You're trying to figure out your new normal. You're trying to go ahead and continue to live because as much as you may hate it, you are still here. You're still alive. Your life is still going and nothing you do can bring your child back. You know that your baby um, would never want to ruin your life and that they would want you to continue on for them. And so you begin to start living life. Maybe you start going out, you are going on girl outings, you're going on dates, you've re-entered society, and you're really trying to live life. And maybe, you know, you're having a good time. Maybe you're enjoying time with friends, you're enjoying time with your significant other, with family, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden it just hits you like, you know what? I shouldn't be free tonight to be hanging out with my girlfriends. I should be home with my baby. Or, you know, I, my husband and I, we shouldn't just have the freedom to decide to, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go get some drinks. Let's go on a weekend trip. Because we should be tied down at home with a baby. We shouldn't have that freedom. We shouldn't have that ability. Or Mimi, you're on your way to visit family and it's, you know, they say, hey, everyone of kids two and under can go ahead and board the plane. And it's just a gut punch. And all of a sudden you feel really guilty because it's like, man, that should be me. And then it just spirals and you're like, why, you know, I shouldn't even be able to be going on this trip because it's a trip that I probably wouldn't bring my child to. Or if I was bringing my baby, it would just look a lot different. And all of a sudden you feel guilty. 
And so something that is good, something that's pure, something that is, you know, a pleasant experience and things that we are allowed to enjoy in life and we're allowed to do even as bereaved parents, all of a sudden now we are overwhelmed with guilt and we feel so bad about it and we don't know how to process it or think about it because it's just so stinking hard. And so that's the type of guilt that we're talking about today is this guilt that unexpectedly just rages its head and really can bring us to our knees. It can bring us to our knees in grief and in the pain of, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, so upset. I'm so distraught that I didn't have to get a babysitter tonight or that, you know what, I never should really be doing this right now because I should be at home with my little baby. My baby should be attached with me. You know, they should be this third will on our date or whatever it may be. And so it can be really, really hard because we always know what our life should be. And when you're pregnant, you know, you're picturing your life with this new child in it. It's very natural. It's a normal thing to do. You imagine life with this new baby, regardless if it's your first baby and how that's going to change you or if it's your fifth baby, it's still a new person that's joining your family and it's still going to change the dynamic um, of your family. And so you get to, you know, imagine that. And now all of a sudden you've spent all these months anticipating it, imagining it. And then either that dream, that vision has been crushed at birth or before birth or after, shortly after birth, maybe, you know, you had the privilege of bringing your child home, but they didn't get to stay. And so you do kind of know what life was like with that new person. And now that's taken away and you're back to where you were, you know, regardless of your specific circumstances, this is a feeling that we all have to deal with and something that we all face. And it can be really, really hard. And we have to, as we work through the guilt, recognize that, you know, a, it's not my fault that I'm in this situation. To acknowledge, yes, this is a really, really sucky situation. The situation absolutely sucks. There's nothing good about it. There's no positive about it. And then go on to acknowledge that this is my reality. My reality is that my child has passed on to glory. And because of that, my life looks different than I ever pictured it to be. And so yeah, you, you know, since you're not quote unquote, you know, stuck at home with a baby, like we would all love to be, we instead have the ability to go out with our friends or to go on out with a date to not worry about getting a sitter, or not bringing our child along to the date, or we're able to just go away for a long weekend or whatever it may be. And that can be really hard. And it's something that we all face. There's no fix. There's no easy cure. I wish I could say, oh, just do this and then you'll be all better. But that's not the way it is. Those are feelings that we have to work through. And I think everybody has to work through them a little bit differently. I know that for myself, I found it um, really hard, but also needed to really face those feelings head on and to feel them. And I would imagine what it would look like if I had my son with me. So I would imagine Maverick with me and what it would look like with us on the plane and what, you know, my life should be looking like or what dinner with my husband would look like, you know, with our third will of our son, you know, or, I would just, maybe I'm at a girl's event, but mentally I'm not there. I'm at my home, I'm in the nursery, rocking my baby, feeding my baby, caring for my baby. 
And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to go there and really face head on these feelings and these emotions because that then allows for us to process them. If we always bury them, we're never going to give ourselves the opportunity to process our emotions and our feelings. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to do it right then and there. Maybe you're having a great time and all of a sudden it just hits you. You know, I think it's totally appropriate to, at that point, accept that, yeah, this is how I feel, but you know what? I've been enjoying myself. There's no reason I can't continue to enjoy myself. You know, my child would want me to be enjoying myself. So I'm going to continue on. And then when I get home, I'm going to have a good cry and I'm going to really ponder, you know, what, how tonight would be so different if my reality looked different. Um, or maybe it's something where you're like, you know what? I had a really good time, but now I'm experiencing a lot of this guilt. So I'm going to check out. I'm going to, you know, call it a night early. I'm going to head out early and I'm just going to go home and I'm going to mourn and I'm going to cry and I'm going to really be in my feelings and be in my experience and recognizing that that's okay. We have to give ourselves those permissions to exit early, um, to cry, to mourn, regardless of how long it's been. Because grief is, it's ever changing. It doesn't stay the same. Um, it changes with you. But at times it can really hit us out of nowhere with a lot of guilt and a lot of sadness and regret. And when that happens, just like at the beginning of grief, it's so important to give yourself that time and space to grieve. It's still important to face those feelings and that grief when they hit you. And maybe they you know, knock you to your knees at a later point after more time has gone by. That's totally fine. You know, as more time has gone by, you might have the self-control to be able to kind of put it on the back burner to continue with whatever it is you're doing and then really face it and work through it, you know, at a more conducive time. But, you know, sometimes that might not be an option or sometimes it just might be hitting us too hard and we're like, you know what? No, I need to just do this right now. I'm just going to excuse myself and home I go. And again, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's going to depend on the situation, the person, how much time's gone by, all these things. Um, but we shouldn't feel bad about the guilt. We should recognize that this is just a very normal part of grief is to feel guilty. You know, those first few times that you smile after the loss of your child, you know, how guilty do you feel? It's like, oh my goodness, how could I be smiling or happy about anything? Like my whole world's fallen apart. I'm not a happy person. So, you know, how could I smile about this? And it's important to recognize multiple feelings can coexist. And I think in our world that is really lost. We're so pointed even with children in the way that we explain feelings and emotions and that we've been taught this since we were young is the idea of like, oh, what are you feeling? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you mad? You know, and we pick one. And that's the way that, you know, the school system has it set up. And it's often the way that we've been programmed to think is, oh, I feel this one way. So if I'm happy, I'm not sad. If I'm sad, I'm not happy. If I'm angry, you know, I'm not sad or I'm certainly not happy if I'm angry. There's no conversation about, hey, you know what? I can be sad and I can be happy at the same time. I can be enjoying my time with my family, with my friends, with my spouse, while also being really sad over the loss of my child. And those two things can both be true at the same point in time. And I can be feeling those exact same feelings simultaneously. And I think that's so important. It's just like love, you know, 
just because we love one child doesn't mean that we don't love a second child, right? It's not like, well, I already love this one, so I can't love the next one. Well, no, you know, you can love multiple. Um, same thing with other family members or friends, right? Just because you have one friend doesn't mean you can't have a second friend. You can have multiple friendships. Now, obviously, you know, there's a limit to how many people you can truly invest in and have deep relationships with, but it's not all or nothing. It's not like, well, it's either this friend or it's this one. Like, no, you can maintain two friendships. That's okay. Just like you can love multiple people, just like you can have two feelings that are very opposite and they can both be true and they can both be real for you and you can be feeling them equally at a point in time. And that's okay. And I think as bereaved parents, that is something we become really, really used to is, yeah, I feel this way and this way. I can be immensely thankful. I can have so much joy. And at the same time, I can be devastated and brokenhearted. And both of those realities can be equally true and equally experienced at once. Um, I think oftentimes people that haven't gone through loss or these traumatic experiences don't understand how these two, how two drastically different emotions and feelings can coexist. But we all know that they can. And so whenever that guilt comes up, I try to acknowledge it and say, you know what, this is a normal human emotion. Um, this is, this is why I'm feeling this way. It's my, it's from my grief. It's from my sadness of my loss. Um, and that's all true and that's all real, but that doesn't mean that I also can't enjoy my time with my friends. Now, yeah, does it maybe dampen the mood? It certainly can. And that's why depending on how you're doing and what's going on, it can be a better idea to just dismiss yourself and, you know, really grieve, or it can be like, you know what, I'm going to deal with this later, but I have the ability to kind of push it on the back burner. It's still there, but I'm kind of putting it out of sight, out of mind, so I can continue on with my evening and then I can deal with it. And so I think that we just have to learn our coping mechanisms and what works best for us. And as long as it's healthy, you know, you're not turning to intoxication or getting high or something for your relief, then it's fine. But it is, it's just so, it's so hard as a parent because there is so much guilt about what, you know, what I should have done, what I could have done, what I would have done. There's always that I wish I would have known more. I wish I knew would have known this. And the fact of the matter is with anything in life, hindsight is 2020. And we don't have that privilege going into a situation and we live and we learn and we all know a lot more about some really horrible um, conditions and circumstances than we ever wanted to know. But now we know that we're educated in that. And now we move forward um, as a better person because of that. And so we can't bring the guilt of, man, if I had just gone to the hospital sooner, if I had just done this a little quicker, if, you know, I hadn't done that, but rather done this, you know, we can't go to those places because we can't go back in time. We can't change what's happened. All we can do is learn and grow and make those changes as we go forward and say, you know what? I did everything I could. I did the best I could with the information and the knowledge that I had. And I can't not know what I don't know. Like I can't know what I don't know. It's just, it's humanly impossible. You know, if you throw somebody in a math class and they've never been taught anything about math, they're more than likely going to be lost in algebra because they just don't know what they don't know. 
Whereas if they've had the training and they've had the education, well, then they have the skills to figure out these issues. They know how to handle it. Um, they might not always be 100% right in their answer, but they have a lot better idea of how to attack it. And that's us. You know, we have now been very educated in a topic that is very hushed and taboo in our culture and in topics that don't get much attention, you know, in the OB field, in the midwife field, they're really not addressed, they're swept under the rug. And so because of that, you know, moms are on their own for this research. And most people, you know, they always want to look at the positive. They always expect the best outcome. So they're not researching and looking at what can go wrong or what are warning signs or this or that. You know, it, it freaks people out and they don't want to go there. They don't want to think about it. And so they ignore it. And, you know, it's just the way it is. But we can't let the guilt of what could have I done or should have I done, you know, rule our lives and ultimately ruin our lives. You know, at a certain point, we have to just accept that we did the best we could do. And so when that guilt arises about, man, I shouldn't be doing this, I should be doing that, I think it's important to remember again that, yeah, my life should look a lot different. And that's the truth. That's the reality. And that's something I can accept. But, you know, because of tragedy, because of you know, the trauma that I've been through, my life looks different than it should look. And so because of that, I have this opportunity to do these things. And my child would never want me to just, you know, never get out of bed, never get ready, stay in sweats all day long for the rest of my life and just waste away. You know, that's not going to make a kid proud. If we think about our own parents, you know, what makes us proud about our parents? It's not them laying in bed for forever, never getting dressed, never attacking the world, right? And how much braver and stronger we are to have to face each day, to have to work through the guilt and to continue to persevere and to work through it. And as we do that, you know, we work through the guilt and we work through these circumstances. And the more we do it, the easier it becomes um, because we're continuing to face our reality, to face our circumstances um, the way that they are and come to not an acceptance of it, but come to terms with it that, yeah, this is as crappy and horrible and awful as it is, this is my reality. And once we accept that, then it allows us to begin to work through it and begin really working on our grief journey and that guilt journey of not just, you know, killing ourselves over feeling guilty. Um, and again, I think it's important to know that, you know, our children don't hold a grudge against us. They're not looking down upon us being like, mom, if you had only done this, I'm so mad that you didn't do this. You know, you really let me down, mom. No, all your child knew was love and care and kindness and that we did the best we can do. And that's all we can do because we're human. And, you know, what a blessing for your baby to be loved and cherished. And that's what they know. They know their mother's love. And that is so important and such a beautiful blessing because there's a lot of children in this world that don't know a mother's love. And so even though our baby's lives were short, they know our love, they know our care, they know that we would do absolutely anything for them. And I have no doubt that they're so proud of us because, you know, as I say on so many episodes, bereaved moms truly are the most amazing super moms that there are because we have the hardest calling in motherhood and that's to give your child back. It is so hard, it is so tragic, it is so difficult, but it's the reality that we find ourselves in and our children are proud of us and they know 
that they were loved and cared for. And so we can't let that guilt just eat us away and ultimately just destroy our lives and keep us from being able to do anything fun. You know, we can deeply miss our child and still go out with friends, still go on dates, still go on trips, you know, still smile, still laugh at a joke, all those types of things. You know, we, our humor might change. It might become more dark, or we might have an appreciation for dark humor that we never had before. All these things, like it leaves so many impacts upon us, but it is important to still be able to smile, to still be able to laugh, to, to still have community with other people because community is so important and we can't just isolate ourselves because we feel so overcome with guilt. Um, and so, yeah, I recommend as hard as it may be to push yourself out of that comfort zone to get out, to do something, um, and to not let guilt rule your life for forever. Um, your child certainly wouldn't want that. And eventually, you know, we can admit and acknowledge that, you know, I can be having a good time and also be missing my baby. I can laugh at a joke, but still be sad about what happened to my child. And, you know, my reality that doesn't take anything away from that. You know, you can still be a grieving person and still smile or still chuckle or still do something fun. You know, we don't have to punish ourselves further than um, the natural, just punishment that comes, consequences that comes from, you know, the death of a child. And I think those are really important things to recognize is that we don't have to further punish ourselves or hurt ourselves because of our awful circumstances and because of the trauma that we faced. And often part of that moving forward, part of that working through grief is continuing on and learning to laugh again and learning how to enjoy life again because as much as we may hate it, our life is continuing on and so we need to make the most of it because we know how short it is. We know how quickly something can change, how quickly life can be taken away. We don't know how long we have and so making the most of it, even if it's just in honor of our child is so important and such a wonderful blessing that we have and something that I think we can be really, really proud of. So I hope that this has been an encouragement for you if you are struggling with that guilt um, to know that it's okay to have two feelings at the same time. Two things can coexist. To know that your child doesn't want you to forever punish yourself. Um, it's not your fault. We do the best we can do with the information we have and we're always learning and we're always growing. And, you know, we can still smile. We can still do fun things. Um, even if it looks different than it should. And we can recognize that, we can grieve that, that we can grieve, you know, what we're missing and that things look so different while at the same time enjoying quality time with the community around us and continuing to live our life, even if it's just for our child, you know, because we know how short life is. We know how quickly it can change and not taking tomorrow for granted and really trying to make the most of each and every day while also giving that space to grieve and to process our feelings because obviously that's really, really important. So I hope that this can be an encouragement for you. It can be something that you can think about and that helps you as you navigate this loss and dealing with guilt that is so, so common in death, the death of anyone, but especially we see it in studies with parents that they extra struggle with 
guilt and and to know that to know that this is normal this is part of the grieving process that you're not weird you're not alone you're not on some island that this is something parents experience you know we're in this together and that's so important to understand that there is a community even if we don't know all one another that there is community out there with other lost parents that there's other people going through this and having these same struggles and experiences and you know we're not alone in that And I think that that can be really encouraging and really helpful as we go through this road. Um, You know, my son will be three and a half next month, or sorry, he turned three and a half last month. And um, I still at times, you know, when we're traveling, when I'm buckling kids in the car, I'm like, man, there should be one more kid to get ready. You know, there should be one more car seat to put in the, you know, attached in the plane or when we're camping, there should be, you know, a bed for one more, like all these things. It's, it constantly is in my face, whether it's around the dinner table, whether it's passing out snacks, you know, packing goodies in a goodie bag, whether it's signing kids up for extracurriculars, it's like, there should be another one that's doing these things. And it's hard and it's sad and it's always there, but you know, we always love our child. So that whole, that reminder, it is always going to be there. It's never going to go away. Now, maybe you get busy and it's not at the forefront of your mind with something. And again, that's okay. We don't want to feel guilty because it wasn't the forefront of our mind there. You know, our minds can only process and handle so much. We're human, we're finite, Um, but we know that it's always there. And again, the guilt, the it changes as time goes on, but at times it can be really strong and really hits you. And, you know, other times it more just nags at you. And that's just part of life after loss and learning to live in this new normal that we have. And it, it's a long journey. It's an ever-changing journey. It's a life. It's a lifelong journey. Um, but we're in it together and just know that I'm so proud of you. You're always, you lost moms are always in my heart and my prayers. And um, I wish you knew the best. And I'm so sorry that you're in this community, but I'm so happy that you're here. And I hope that this podcast can be an encouragement for you. If you'd ever like to contact the podcast, please email us at maverickjohnconnis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to share your stories, if you have topics you want to suggest, if you just want to connect, you know, we love the community. We hear your family to us. And so we love hearing from you. And, um, we, I hope that you have a great rest of your weekend and we will talk to you again next Friday. New episodes drop at 3 a.m. Eastern time and 12 a.m. Pacific time. So have a blessed weekend and know that you are the most amazing mom. You are the best mom for your child in the whole wide world and they are so proud of you and they love you so much. Have a great weekend.